this lesson, we cover expressing disagreement to argue effectively in English. By learning these 38 different phrases and expressions to express disagreement, you'll know how to stand up for yourself in any argument you have in English. If you're ready, let's get started. We'll be right back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. can be a bit frustrating to have an argument in English, but also frustrating if you don't have the words, the vocabulary, or the phrases to express that frustration and disagreement. So the goal here is for these 38 phrases to help you. One, that is patently false. You use this when someone makes a bold accusation and it's simply not true whatsoever. And so you'd say, that's patently false. That's patently false. Or that's patently false. And proceed to show them why. Two, I'd beg to differ. This is a polite way to say that you don't really see eye to eye with them on this topic. So after the person makes their point, you can share your own opinion and say that you'd beg to differ. Three, absolutely not. So it's self-explanatory. You would say this when you 100% disagree with someone and also when you are calling their bluff. You are calling them out on their mistake. Four, I completely disagree with that statement. Also straightforward. This can be used in business situations. Say, for instance, you're in a meeting and you disagree with the popular opinion. You'd say, well, I completely disagree with that statement. Five, no way. You would say this in more informal, casual situations. It's when you really don't agree with the person and you think there's not a chance of this. As in, no way the company is selling stock. Six, I get where you're coming from, but... Okay, so this is a nice way and a kind way to show empathy. I like this one a lot because you're validating the person's opinion, but you're also providing your own counter-argument in the hopes that they can eventually see it your way and see where you're coming from by thinking this. Seven, while I sort of see your point, here's where you lost me. This is also a polite way of disagreeing. Again, it's saying that you are trying to understand their opinion, but it's a bit faulty and you proceed to point out their flaws in the argument. Think of it as you're giving them a lesson in forming a stronger argument. So in some ways, it's educational, right? Eight, not a chance that's right. A longer version of no way. It's a bit direct, that's for sure, and you're basically saying that you don't believe in the credibility of the argument. You're challenging them on its validity. And as a rebuttal, 
they might provide data and evidence to say why they actually have a strong argument. Nine, it's not necessarily that way. Okay, so you're being open to the possibility that it might not be the way that they say it is, but you're not convinced. So you're open to changing your mind. 10, not quite, you see. This can be formal or informal. It's a polite way of refuting their statement or their claim and then telling them why. 11, I am diametrically opposed to that viewpoint. Here's why. Okay, so to be diametrically opposed to something is just a fancy way of saying to be in complete disagreement with something. And so you're telling them that you don't agree and that you're ready to back up your statement with evidence and you're hoping that they're going to do the same. 12, I can't agree with that. Okay, so it's pretty direct, right? And it's a good way of saying you disagree, but it's also rather straightforward. So you might see that more in like a business context. 13, we don't see eye to eye here or we don't see eye to eye on this. This is a great expression to use in disagreements, both formally and in informal settings. And it means that you recognize that you're both going to disagree with each other and that's just the fact because neither of you are going to change your mind on this. When you see eye to eye on something, you agree, right? Imagine looking at someone just directly in front of you and you see eye to eye on something with them. And the opposite is to disagree. 14, I don't think we're on the same page with this. So to be on the same page as someone else means that you are following them, you agree with them, and you know you see eye to eye on something. But when you're not on the same page, then it means you don't agree and you can't agree. 15, I wholeheartedly disagree. So you disagree with your whole heart, right? Wholeheartedly. This shows how much you disagree. It's wholeheartedly with the entirety of your heart and fully disagreeing with them. So it's kind of like diametrically opposed. It's, it's got a lot of force behind it. 16, that's not a valid argument. The follow-up to that would be to say why it's not a valid argument. And so the listener and fellow debater would expect you to back up your statement as to why the other person's argument is invalid. We'll be right back after this short break. 17, can you back that statement up? So here you're challenging the person to provide any data, any facts, any information or evidence to support their argument or to back up their claims. So it's a challenge. 18, that doesn't seem right. You're basing it on a hunch, on a feeling, on a gut intuition that something just doesn't add up. There's something missing here. And so this might encourage them to speak up and say something to make you change your mind. Of course, if you're open, to changing your mind and being persuaded. 19, one of us has got it all wrong. Okay, so here you're contending that one person is right and one person is wrong, and the two of you flesh out your individual arguments, and that maybe at the end of that, you're gonna discover that one person has more of a correct idea and a good handle on the argument or situation and the other person does not, so. There's that sense there that one person has it, the other doesn't. 
20. Must we agree on this? <laughs> this is a great way, a very realistic way of pointing out that not every argument has to come to a clean agreement. It's just not necessary. Sometimes we just have to throw in the towel and say, do we really have to agree on this? 21. Clearly, we have different perspectives on this. This is a very polite way to say that you and they are not going to change your opinions or change your mind about whatever you're thinking or whatever position you hold. So for the sake of everyone's sanity, just move on and cut your losses. 22. Let's take a timeout and circle back later. So you probably will hear this more in business settings, more professional situations, and it could even be something someone says during a meeting with several people and maybe a few people start disagreeing with the others and there's tension that's starting to rise and to prevent the situation from getting any worse. Somebody might say, let's take a timeout and circle back later. Meaning we're going to revisit this once everyone has had a chance to cool their jets, meaning to calm down. Maybe a little walk around the park or the block or getting a cup of coffee will calm people down. 23. Let's agree to disagree. Friends might say this to one another and it's a great way because it shows that your friendship to them is more important than winning any argument could be or proving that you're right. So it's a nice expression to use because it's about rising above the argument or the ego, like wanting to be right. It doesn't matter if you disagree with the other person, you have to treasure your friendship and your relationship and just call it at that. So you agree to disagree and leave it at that. 24. I'm not convinced. All right, so if you say it like that, I'm not convinced. You're challenging the person to convince you, right? So you want to hear their argument, and more importantly, you want to know how they're going to provide their evidence and support their claims because maybe they have some interesting data that they'd like to share with you that's going to change your mind. 25. Actually, here's my take on this. This is a kind way of showing you disagree with the person and why they should listen to your perspective to understand your side of the argument because maybe you did a lot of research on this topic and you've got a lot of good evidence. 26. I get what you're saying, however, another great way of validating your conversation partner or the person that you're arguing with while also pointing out what you have to say on the matter because your voice, your opinion also matters. 27. I agreed until you said, this one is similar to the one you lost me at because this is a great way to say that you might agree with parts of their argument, a few things here and there, but there are some flaws that you can't ignore and those are problematic. And you're simply pointing out which those are, which actually might help the other person strengthen their argument by bolstering the weaker points and thus creating a stronger argument once they fix those points. 28. I just can't get behind your point about or your take on. This shows that try as you may, you cannot agree with their position. And it illustrates that you're hoping to agree with them. And maybe this is someone that you're on close good terms with, but you're fundamentally not able to agree with this argument. And so you voice that. And it's also a nice way to say that you disagree because it shows that you are still level-headed and you find that the relationship to this person is important to you and you want to honor that. Right? Just because you disagree on something doesn't mean you're just going to not be friends with them anymore. 29. You have no idea what you're talking about. 
All right, this is a little bit rude. It comes off as a little bit combative and aggressive and a little bit mean. So it's probably best to steer clear of this one because it might do more harm than good. But just a heads up so that you know what it means. 30, you have no basis to say that. All right, this one is also a little bit rude and menacing. It might spark further conflict, which is not something we wanna do. But you are pointing out that they have insulted you in some way and you're hurt by it. So you're calling into question their credibility as well. And by expressing your hurt, they can maybe rectify that. 31, you're basing your argument on unsolid ground. This is pointing out that the person made a bold, big claim, but their argument doesn't stand a chance because it's on unsolid ground, meaning it's a weak argument. It doesn't have any data to back it up, no evidence, no supporting claims. So just a weak argument. 32, that claim is unfounded. Another way to mean that it's just a claim that they're making without any supporting evidence. Anyone can say what they want, but if they can't back it up, it's not gonna be a strong argument. So you're basically asking them for the proof, for the evidence of what they're saying and why they believe this to be the case. We'll be right back after this short break. 33. That is a fallacious argument, fallacious argument. So you're expressing that you believe this argument is fake. It's not real. It's not strong enough of an argument and it could even be false. That's what you're hinting at. That's what you're insinuating until they provide further proof, right? 34, that's an unsubstantiated argument. You've got no evidence to back it up, in other words. So when you say this, you're encouraging the other person to provide supporting facts and evidence and details so that maybe you can change your mind on it or see it their way. And if a statement is just a statement, then it's a claim. It's not an argument. 35, that's a bold claim. Are you sure you wanna go there? That's a bold claim. Are you sure you wanna go there, right? So you're challenging the person and asking them, they have a few seconds to decide and rethink this whole thing and perhaps even take it back because you don't wanna go there and you don't suggest that they wanna go there either, right? And so the person might have time to think and then say, oh yeah, I'm sorry, you're right. I completely was out of line to say that and they might apologize to you, right? Saying that they blurted out without thinking because they don't wanna go there, right? Going there means bad news, so they're not going there. 36, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. This is a great expression to mean that people who have faults should not criticize other people for having the same faults. And everyone has, has faults, no one's perfect, so it's a great one to use. You might use this when someone tries to criticize you or point something out that's negative, but that's also something that they do or something that they are. And so you're reminding them that they're not perfect either. And in fact, you sort of share this same quality that you both have. 37, the pot calling the kettle black. So imagine a teapot on or a kettle on a stove, right? This is a great one to use in a situation in which one person criticizes another for a fault that the person also has. So very similar to the other one. Someone might make a remark on how you quit an accounting program to be an entrepreneur and you can say the pot calling the kettle black because they basically did the same thing only they dropped out of law school and not accounting school and they're running a business too. Or if someone criticizes a person for being late all the time 
but the other person, the person who criticized, is also frequently tardy, then you can use this expression to remind them of this. 38. While there might be a kernel of truth here, let's not forget that. Okay, so this is a nice way to acknowledge that there might be some aspects of truth in the argument that you may or may not agree with, but there is an important point that cannot be overlooked, and that's sort of the big piece to this argument. And you shouldn't forget it, and it's ultimately why you don't agree with them. And so that's what you're pointing out with this. Woohoo! Well done for making it through 38. Can you believe it? 38 ways of expressing disagreement to argue effectively in English, to stand your ground, to stand up for yourself, and also to be open to changing your mind. You can maybe present a counter argument or you can be open to hearing their counter argument. And having these phrases to argue effectively in English will allow you to express yourself. Try to argue in a way that remains polite and respectful because as we say in English, you attract more bees with honey than with vinegar. So maybe in the moment when tensions are high, it might be a good idea to just take a 10, 15 minute break and then revisit the topic later so that you have a clear head about you. But either way, now you have the language to make your argument as strong as it can be, provided that you have good supporting points, details, and evidence to back up your claims, and to bolster your argument. All right, advanced English learners, thanks so much for tuning into this lesson. If you are watching on YouTube, then be sure to leave a big thumbs up and a comment. And if you are listening to our podcast, then be sure to leave a nice five-star review. That really helps us out, and it allows us to continue making more high-quality content for all of you to enjoy. And if you would like to see the transcript and full lesson of this lesson, then you can head on over to our blog at advancedenglish.co forward slash blog and check out all the goodies over there. And also be sure to sign up for our newsletter. It's free and it comes out once a week and we send you lots of nice resources, new lessons, and any updates on anything going on over here at Advanced English. All right, that's it for me today. I will see you in the next Advanced English where we're going to continue advancing your English together. Until then, keep up the awesome work, and I will see you soon. Bye for now.